Hey everyone, we've been using Furnish Finder for the last five years. When it comes to travel nursing assignments or long-term vacations, Furnish Finder is a place to go. One of the most trustful aspects about travel nursing is finding housing. There are a lot of sites that offer Furnish homes for short-term leasing. Furnish Finder has thousands of furnished properties nationwide to meet your every need. If you're looking for a one-bedroom studio to a three-bedroom family home, Furnished Finder has you covered. Travel with a peace of mind with Furnished Finder. Start your search at FurnishedFinder.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, everyone, to the Couple Nurses podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out couplenurses.com for all of our latest podcasts, our content, and any, our, any of our updates. Make sure you also check out our cool resources such as our travel checklist and NCLEX study guide. We also have some system cheat sheets for all you nursing students out there or just nurses that want to learn a little bit more, maybe refresh their knowledge on different systems of the body and, um, and skills. Make sure you check out our shop, couplenurses.com slash shop for all of our latest merch. And you might as well grab one of our cool unit t-shirts or jackets. Shout out to our sponsors, Liquid IV. I drink Liquid IV after every workout. It's a great way to rehydrate yourself, especially after a tough workout or after the sauna or steam room. You can use code CONPOD at checkout for a little discount. Another one of our sponsors is BetterHelp. It's never too early. It's never too late to talk to a therapist or get a therapy session in. Use code CUPOFNURSES or go on betterhelp.com slash CUPOFNURSES to get a little bit of a discount for your first therapy session. Thank you guys so much. So on this episode, we are going to talk about the state of travel nursing. I've been hearing a lot that rates are going down. What's going on? Is there less jobs out there? Are there not as a big of a need as nurses ever used to be? So I kind of took some initiative and I'm actually looking for a contract myself here in Illinois. So I decided to kind of check out the market, see what's going on and see if prices are actually changing. Is there a drastic drop in price prices? What's really going on in this, in this travel nursing industry? I've been travel nursing for about four years now. So I've been through like the ups and downs of it for the most part. And of course, during the, uh, widespread infection, there was obviously a drastic increase in, in price. So this jump in travel nursing contract prices definitely took a big jump during the last couple of years during the, uh, the pandemic, the widespread infection, just because there was a higher need for nurses. So if you have higher demand, obviously you're going to have to pay more to get them because there was so much job opportunities available for travel nurse in general that you had to raise your your spending, you had to raise the travel nursing pay to be able to acquire more nurses. So let's talk a little bit about the, you could say, temporary increase in travel nursing pay during the widespread affection over the last couple of years here. So where did this jump in pay actually come from? 
So looking at some of the numbers, there was a jump in pay from about anywhere from around $3,000 to about $4,000 on average per weekly pay for travel nurses over the last couple of years. Uh, that was majority due to the widespread infection that was going on, going back to the, the demand for, for nurses. But where did this money actually come from? It obviously didn't come from thin air. So what was driving the, the demand and the increase in travel nursing pay? The main reason we saw a big jump in travel nursing pay was that these hospitals actually received federal funding. They received federal funding, they received PPP loans, and they also received state funding. So during the last couple of years, there was something called the Allocation of Provider Relief Fund, which provided about $178 billion for health providers, such as hospitals. Um, rural places also got a nice cut of that, just hospital, hospitals in general, and practitioners, um, medical facilities got this giant boost in, in, in funding, basically. So about $178 billion was allocated for this allocation of provider relief funds. So I was actually looking at the whole pie. The whole pie was $178 billion. And I kind of looked at what pieces were funding what. So roughly saying out of that $178 billion fund, about $127 billion of that was actually given towards most hospitals. If you wanted to see the actual breakdown of these numbers, like how much was given to rural hospitals, how much was given to, let's just say, high infection hospitals, that's all in our show notes and couplenurses.com. So check that out. I'm not going to numbers here, but about $127 billion was given for the most part to the hospitals across the United States. And there are about 6,000 hosp major hospitals in the, in the U.S. So if you break that up evenly, that uh, $127 billion that gives you about $20.7 million of extra funding per major hospital. And of course, your bigger hospitals, your bigger hospitals received more of that funding. So obviously this $127 billion of dollars was not given evenly. Bigger hospitals got more, major healthcare facilities got more of that, but roughly there was $127 billion more money to play around and throw around in. So of course, hospitals having more money, they don't have to worry about, you could say, margins as much because they're getting these 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 millions from the federal government government. So they were able to spend it on travel nurses. We also seen a big opportunity in opening new units. A few of the hospitals that we've traveled to, they ended up opening new units. So they didn't just spend this money on, on nurses. They spent it basically on the whole system it's, itself. It helped out physicians, it helped out certain units. So they were able to use this money whichever way they saw fit. So like I said, of course, hospitals took advantage of this, paid nurses more temporarily, but they also ended up spending some of that money to long-term projects such as new units and things like that, maybe updating the, their ERs, updating their ICUs or equipment. So that money was definitely not put to waste. But I'll be honest with you guys, some of that money was also taken as a profit for, for the hospital. Another, you could say, financial incentive that these hospitals received from the federal government is PPP loans. So normally when you think of a, a loan, you think of something that you're borrowing now, and then you're eventually going to have to pay back. But with these PPP loans, it was funding for 
small businesses, big businesses, any kind of really business was able to apply for it with certain qualifications, right? Um, hospitals did also qualify for that. So with that being said, about $68 billion was given to hospitals in the first round of, of the funding. The second round, hospitals got another $29 billion with those PPP loans. So about a little bit over $90 billion on top of the $127 billion was given to these, these hospitals. And it's a loan that doesn't have to be paid back. So same idea, hospitals used it as a way to build more units, build more infrastructure, renew their equipment, pay travel nurses more. They were, they were thinking long-term and short-term because think about it, this money isn't going to be available ever again. So it was their their one chance in documenting or providing whatever they had to provide for the government to get this money because in essence, this was kind of like a grant of free money initiative for these hospitals. So why not take it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The third way these hospitals got extra funding is through state funding. So on top of the federal grants they've got, on top of the PPP loans, they also got a drastic jump in state in state funding. And states were able to change up the budget to give more money to certain hospitals. For example, I'm from Illinois. I looked up some of the data in Illinois. And on top of the hundreds of billions of dollars that was given to these hospitals, another 250 million was given to hospitals just in Illinois alone. And that being said, there was definitely a lot of money per state to be used on nurses and just bettering healthcare facilities. They got a lot of money over this last couple of years. So they definitely had bigger pockets, more money was able to be thrown around. So that's why you had this drastic jump in not only travel nursing pay, but any kind of traveling healthcare provider, their their income skyrocketed. Some states, some facilities, they travel nursing weekly pay jumped by about 90%. So it almost doubled in certain areas, which is which is wild to see. That being said, it's great. We had this giant influx of money. Lots of lots of that spending was given for nurses, but now what? Now that money is uh, is drying up, right? We don't have that money to work with anymore. So remember, hospitals are also business. They have their profit margins they ha they have their quarterly goals to meet so if you want a properly functioning hospital you have to be able to generate some kind of profit not just revenue but some kind of profit because lots of times people don't want to invest in something that isn't going to generate them some kind of revenue so with less government funding means they have to cut costs somewhere and the first place you're going to cut costs is most likely the nurses the actual staffing because nurses don't really bring in any kind of hospital revenue. Physicians, surgeons, those kind of people have their patients. They're the ones that bring in the revenue. So nurses are kind of always getting getting cut off. Same with CNAs, respiratory therapists. They're the one of the highest costs that the that the hospital has to has to be burdened by. You could say I want to say nurses are a burden, but if you're looking from a financial business standpoint, nurses and other 
healthcare professionals in that realm are a financial, you could say, burden to these places, unfortunately. So hospitals are now having less money to work with. I also looked at some of the numbers and according to a macro trends, hospitals profit margins are the lowest they have been seen since 2016. So the 2023, roughly the profit so far that the hospitals are generating on average is about 2.3, which like I said, it's, it's as low as they've been since 2016, but they are definitely in an uptrend compared to the last couple quarters of 2022. It's definitely trending back up. So you might slowly see a surge in, in prices for, for travel contracts, probably in the upcoming winter. Lower profit margins, less money to go around. They don't want to spend it if they don't have to. Like I said, they have to satisfy their initial investors. Like I said in the beginning, are there really fewer jobs? There definitely is no fewer jobs for nurses. There is definitely less money in the system for nurses, but the amount of jobs out there is still really, really high. I looked at some of the numbers and according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, there is about an average around 200,000 more nursing jobs in the U.S. every year. So there is 200,000 nursing jobs available for nurses every year. So there hasn't been any kind of drastic decrease in that. It just increases as time goes on. Population is going up. People with comorbidities are going up. There is always going to be a need for nurses. And right now, if you look at year over year, there's an increase in nurses that need to go to bedside every year. So there is no shortage of jobs whatsoever. If someone is telling me that there's a there's a less job for nurses, that that is pretty false information. Just look at your local hospital job board, see how much openings they have. They'll take you in, in a heartbeat. You're not gonna have any kind of issue finding a job as, as, as a nurse. I did also take a look at Indeed, and currently in the month of June, there is 290,000 jobs available for nurses nationwide. So that that's saying that, hey, there's less contracts, less jobs out there for you, that's definitely false. There's 290,000 jobs available throughout the U.S., according to um, Indeed.com, for, for nurses. And of course, some of those might be old, might not be the are in bedside position, but just there's still a giant abundance for nurses out there. I also got some of the, the stats for some of the highest travelers and destinations, such as California, Texas, New York, Florida, and Pennsylvania. And on the lower spectrum, there is about 120,000 jobs a year in those states that need to be filled. And all the way to the peak of California, which is in the 300,000s. So just that perspective is just in those states, there's hundreds of thousands of nursing jobs available for nurses. Also, one major thing for this decrease in pay is the season. We are in the summer months. And what's interesting about nursing is there's always a demand for nurses, right? But depending on the season and the circumstance, the pay for certain specialties fluctuates throughout the year. During the changing months, like going from winter to spring or spring to summer, you see a lot of respiratory stuff. And who gets affected most by respiratory issues 
is your peach patience. So lots of times during the the month where the seasons change, children seem to be going to the hospital more because of that increase in pollen or just the atmosphere pressure, humidity, all that kind of stuff exacerbates these respiratory issues. So you see more children going to hospital. So peds positions as nurses definitely go up in, in these months and also OR positions. Lots of times people prefer to take time off in the summer versus the, the winter. So they're more likely to get surgery during during those months and sometimes with our older population it's a little bit harder for them to harder for them to get mobile during the colder months so they usually delay these hospital these uh, operations for the the uh, summer months versus the winter months you might see a higher surge in er positions and icu position medicine positions just because now you had winter time and who suffers most in winter use your elderly population but Everybody seems to get sick during the winter months, so obviously there's a higher demand for nurses in most in most specialties. But the ones that kind of increase the most are your ER, your ICU, your metric position. There is still a need for those P positions, but remember, you kind of gotta look at the fluctuating census there. The one thing that I have seen going on these last couple of months is higher staff incentives. So this might you could say hinder the staff nurses from going into travel nursing. I know a lot of units out there are offering shift bonuses, which basically is if you could pick up an extra shift, they give you like $300 on top of that, $400 on top of that. So they're incentivizing you, you to kind of uh, stay. If you have more nurses staying, you're, you could say your your need for nurses is a little bit less, but there's no really a hospital out there that's fully staffed, to be honest. But that, that incentive pay is probably holding nurses onto staff a little bit more just because they they have that backing of maybe extra $300, $400 as a bonus for, uh, for an extra shift. I've also seen some serious hiring bonuses. I know when I was in California, there were some rumors about possible offering $7,000, $8,000, $10,000 for new staff. Um, like a new, new hire bonus basically. And then on top of that, they also offer a referral bonus. So that's handy. I mean, if you get paid $7,000 just for a sign-on bonus, but remember that does come with a cost. You usually have to sign up for a couple of years. And if you sign up for a couple of years, you're kind of limited to maybe having a resurgence of travel nursing contracts. If you're kind of a traveler, maybe looking to settle down, Maybe you might want to hold off a little bit. Maybe if you can, maybe like a year, maybe do it after the winter months because this incentive does sound nice of a 10K sign-on bonus, but lots of times travel nurses are making more than, than 10K a year. So long story short, guys, travel nursing is not going anywhere. This is just coming down from the highs we've seen in the last couple of years. Like I said, I was travel nursing before this whole widespread infection happened and I was still making more as a travel nurse than a staff nurse. I was able to get the vacations I want. I was able to take a couple weeks off, even a month after each contract, just because I was able to make more money and you have a little bit more, more leeway. You have a little bit of more room to work with because you're only committing to three months in a contract and you always have the opportunity to, to extend that contract. And with that extension always comes an increase in pay. But just like a staff nurse, a travel nurse could also get screwed if you don't 
properly look at your finances. You don't really know what you're what you're preparing for. If you're not really sure if it's affordable for you, if you're not sure what you what you're doing, it's best to maybe wait a couple months before travel nursing so you don't get screwed because sometimes people live in certain places that don't have a high cost of living and they might see like this, hey, this contract is paying X amount of dollars and it seems like so much, but when they actually move, rent costs a lot more, food costs a lot more, gas costs a lot more. So same way you get screwed as a as a staff nurse, you could also get screwed as a travel nurse. So just be careful, but I've been travel nursing for the last four years and this always happens in the summer months. It just feels like a little bit, it's hitting you a little bit harder because we're coming down from these such peak contract that we've seen in the last couple of years. But travel nursing is not going anywhere, guys. Thank you so much. See you guys next week.